Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Right. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning. For the best seats, January 31st, and I see the red moon rising. Is that what you said this morning? Now, me and the DP have that stuck in our head all day. Thanks a lot for that. But if you did get to see the blood moon rising, um, gosh, that was amazing. We really do have an amazing planet, uh, and I'm just proud to be on it right now. Lots going on in the world. Um, some we like, some we don't, but we're here to talk about weed. <laughs> so let's do that. Cannabis Kid, we miss you. He is partying hardy in, uh, well, in another state, we'll say. And you'll have to tell us about your uh, cannabis experience down there. And maybe you got to see some friends of ours, too. Who knows? Um, but we miss you, and we will have you back next week, Silver Sister. Hello, Grand Island. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. We are... Um, Coming live to you from a little tiny Studio C in Tucson, Arizona, in the world at large. Um, we are going to be uh, reading all sorts of things today. We're going to read more about the Safer Arizona Initiative. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come down and get certified. This place is great. Um, I, we're, we're just so much more than a certification center. We're so much more than a doctor's office. When you walk in, you immediately feel like home because it is literally a renovated 1,500-square-foot house that we've um, turned into a beautiful education center for you. So come down and get certified and show your support uh, for your local program. Um, it is a little pricey, but it is worth it. We call it your your $249 little lawyer there, pocket lawyer. Um, $249 includes doctor fee, uh, state fee. We send it off to the uh, state of Arizona for you. We process all your paperwork. You don't have to worry about that either. So it includes everything. $174 if you're on food stamps. Oh, my Lord. The price is coming down, folks. And speaking of prices coming down, uh, there's a little something going on in Arizona. It said Arizona could test medical marijuana for quality, reduce fees for users. That would be fantastic. Um, because right now they're already supposed to be testing all their marijuana. And we know that a lot of, um, a lot of companies or a lot of dispensaries aren't. Um, and we just really highly recommend going to places that do. Uh, you want to get good, honest test results, you know, and, and, and even that's hard to come by these days, sadly. Um, we hear of, uh, lab testing companies that are actually being paid to alter their, their tests. And, of course, they do it. I mean, you know, people are human. And money's more important than health to some people. So some people just take the health out of the equation and do that. So, yeah, boo to you. Um, but go get, you know, when you go to a dispensary, and make sure it's state approved because there are a lot of places out there that, that are not, uh, including places that will deliver that are not state approved. Um, be wary of these people. You don't know who they are. Um, they're not approved by the state, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't know what, what you're getting, for real what you're getting. So here's a plan. Phoenix, 
A Lake Havasu City Senator figures it's the state's obligation to ensure medical marijuana, uh, medical marijuana buyers are getting a safe product that's as strong as advertised. Seriously, you see places that advertise like, I don't know, 25% THC, 20% THC, and it darn well better be that because, you know, that's what they say. All right. His proposal to have the state inspect growing facilities and to reduce fees for medical marijuana users already has the support of more than three-fourths of the legislature. And you know what Vermont just did with their legislature. Boom. Mic drop. Uh, Republican Senator Sonny Borelli says he's still not convinced that marijuana has any legitimate medical uses, but he notes that voters approved legalizing the drug for uh, medical use in 2010, and more than 150,000 Arizonans have state permission to buy and use it. His legislation, SB 1420, 1420-1420, uh, would give the state agriculture department the same authority over marijuana as it now has over other plants sold for consumption. I think that's great. Agriculture inspectors uh, would have the power to inspect the cultivation facilities where marijuana is grown. Uh, Borelli wants the plants tested to see what operators are using on them. It's the wild west, he said, of current marijuana regulations, which has no rules on pesticides and other chemicals being used on the plants. For example, he cited a fungicide marketed as Eagle 20, uh, Borelli said federal regulations prohibit its use on tobacco because it's a heavy carcinogen. But federal rules are silent about its use on marijuana. I think the person, I think the person that buys the stuff, they need to know there's a heavy carcinogen in there. Borelli said, "If you're a cancer patient, would you want to be taking medicine that could make you even sicker?" His legislation wouldn't ban any specific chemical, but it would require that when the marijuana is sold at the dispensary, buyers are made aware a chemical was used in the production. I want to concentrate on customer safety, he said. Uh, moldy marijuana is a slightly different question. Borelli said he's been told it can be treated to get rid of any fungus rather than retailers having to toss out the plants entirely. At the point, it can be offered for sale, but he wants buyers uh, to have information on how it was treated. Borelli's legislation also has what might be considered a consumer fraud provision to make sure that medical marijuana has the level of psychoactive THC that buyers are promised. If they're going to advertise there's 20% THC and it's only 5%, they need to relabel it, he said. If approved, um, the measure would have another benefit for medical marijuana users, more cash in their pockets. This is something that we just ask daily. Why don't? Why doesn't the state... Um, lower their fees. They don't have a fee. There's no, like, morphing program or Vicodin program or Oxy program. Hey, man, I'm in the Lauder program. Which one are you in? Ah, oh, we call it the tall one. <laughs> Come on. The original 2010 voter-approved legislation um, authorized the Department of Health Services to charge fees to cover costs of administering the program. The law bars the proceeds from being used for anything else. The agency charges patients $150 for one of the cards, a fee that has to be paid every year. It's kind of hard to justify when they're sitting on $40 million, Borelli said. Health Director Kara Price has declined requests to lower the fees, even in the face of a lawsuit by medical marijuana users over the program being run with huge with a huge surplus. SB 1420 or yeah, 1420 would lower the fee to $100 for the first year and $50 for renewals. That would be fantastic. His legislation also would give $2 million out of that account to the Agriculture Department to start its inspection program. The measure is being approached cautiously by the Marijuana Policy Project, the national organization that put the initiative on the 2010 ballot and worked to get it approved. In principle, additional safeguards that prevent contamination with molds and pesticides is something we support, says Morgan Fox, adding that he wants to ensure they are not too onerous for caregivers in practice. He wants to review it further before taking position. I'm particularly curious to see if there would be additional or unintended requirements or restrictions that come with medical marijuana being defined as an agriculture commodity, Fox said. It also appears to have the cautious support of Maricopa County Attorney Bill Montgomery, who has waged unsuccessful efforts to have the Arizona initiative voided because federal law still makes possession of the drug a felony. 
unless and until the federal government takes action, we have an obligation to ensure the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act is truly operated as a system for people who have a medical basis for using marijuana, he said. Replicating the protections the users of any other type of medicine would have its reasonable and responsible course of action, or replicating the protections. Because the Arizona Medical Medical Marijuana Act was enacted by voters, it can be amended only with a three-fourths vote of both House and Senate. Borelli is moving to get that margin, as he's already gotten another 78 of the state's 90 lawmakers to sign on in support of his bill, including Senate President Steve Yarbrough and House Speaker J.D. Messler. But it also would have to pass the desk of Governor Doug Ducey, who said as recently as last week he has has seen no evidence marijuana has legitimate medical use. Well, that's why. Do some reading, do some education, get some education, do some research. Why don't you listen to the radio show or something? I mean, come on. There's so much information out there now that totally disproves that. But there you go. So, you know, and I think um, I think it's a great idea to, to enforce testing. You know, you don't, well, hopefully, we don't know. Now, this is a plant, but I'm just going to compare apples to oranges right now. When you go to the grocery store and you pick up a bottle of Tylenol or whatever you used to paint up until now, until you found this incredible part of your plant, um, you hope to God that what, you know, and you don't even know what's in it, but you hope it's in its state. Okay? So, um, like they were saying about Eagle Point, in the tobacco industry, they can't use that to help the plants grow because it becomes uh, carcinogen when smoked, when ingested. So why in the world would we let cannabis users have that? Especially, you know, uh, patients that are, you know, already got some serious compromised immune systems and such, lung disease or whatever going on. You don't want to eat or ingest or do anything with that kind of stuff. It's just going to make you sicker. They're absolutely right. One thing that I did want to comment about was the fact that they said, you know, they everybody always refers to THC as um, what gets you high. Okay, sure, it's a psychoactive ingredient, but it's also good for so many other things, you know, and people need to to start focusing on, on that as well. Um, People recreate in different ways. People relax in different ways. People wake up in different ways. I have besties that can't go without coffee first thing in the morning. Um, and some need sleeping pills at night. Uh, some drink alcohol. Some smoke weed. Some work out. Some do yoga. Everybody, you know, people dance. They draw. They do different things in their lives to take care of themselves. Uh, and But when you're ingesting something, you absolutely have to know um, I say 100% that that it's safe. Otherwise, you know, that's just scary. That's just the crap you don't want to be taking. Grand Island, what's the weather like out there, Silver Sister? Canvas Kid, if you're awake, which maybe you might be by now. You might be having brunch somewhere. Hello to you out there, uh, wherever you are. We know where you are. You know where you are. Or do you know where you are? <laughs> We've seen some wild and crazy photos of what's happening in Canvas Kid's world. <laughs> Let us know. Um, we're getting a report of freezing weather over there. We've had the warmest January that we've had on record in a while, the weatherman said this morning, uh, which is just crazy because I always feel bad for my dog. Uh, he's a giant lab who now has two hurt feet, um, <clears throat> and he hates the heat. You can't blame him. <laughs> and this has been the warmest winter. So, yeah, global warm. No such thing, right? Right. Hey, welcome to Growers House. These are one of our most awesome supporters and some of the greatest people we know in the world. So check it out. Growers House is a family-owned and operated hydroponic supply and indoor gardening center. We have both a retail and online store based out of Tucson, Arizona. We service our customers locally and globally. It is our belief that old business practices are becoming a scarce commodity today. Our goal is to provide our customer a large selection, wholesale pricing, expert advice, comparison tests, and most importantly, Customer service. There are no automated phones, robots, or drone-like employees here. We answer the phone all the time when we're open and respond to emails usually within the hour. If you need help getting started, we have a knowledgeable staff to help walk you through your first setup. Uh, Do you have experience that needs some pointers on a large-scale operation? We've built numerous successful large gardens and work on a personal basis to make sure our customers' efforts succeed. At Growers House, we believe if you're not happy, then we haven't done our job. 
Visit and shop at Grower's House today. And if you're interested in price, advice, service, and selection, happy growing. Grower's House is the place for you. They really are, folks. I went in the other day just to say hi and chat it up, and um, <clears throat> they're really awesome. Everybody at the front desk um, and all the guys and gals behind the scenes, um, they're just fantastic. So if you do if you need any advice, if you just want to go say hi, if you want to see what's going on in the latest lighting techniques and growing, um, you know, large-scale tomatoes or marijuana. Because in Arizona, if you live 25 miles away from the country, you can grow your own weeds, which is fantastic. Hopefully, we'll be able to grow our own regardless of where we live soon. And they were supposed to. Supposed to. <laughs> they were supposed to have gotten rid of that 25-mile rule, you know, as the crow flies, but they never did away with anything. So it's still ridiculous for people. Um, that live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no rain. Um, All righty. Well, thanks for tuning in out there. Any comments, we completely welcome. And um, we just love being here for you guys. Uh, We left off. We were reading the Safer Arizona Initiative. We got some more fun things, too. I was at uh, Walgreens the other day, uh, and I found, oh, sprouts. Never mind. Not Walgreens, sprouts. Uh, (laughs) The boy. I found uh, the special Newsweek edition called Weeds. Our green future. So we're gonna um, we're gonna go through that a little bit today too, just because it's a really cool magazine and um, beautiful photos. This is a really gorgeous photo of a, a bud growing and a bumblebee sitting on top. It says in 2016, a Frenchman using the pseudonym Nicolas Trainerbee claimed to have trained his insects to make honey from cannabis. While some were skeptical, or skeptical, the experts claimed in the Independent that it was possible for bees to create psychoactive honey. All right. So, you know, I'm also going to pull up a list of other things CHC does besides get you high because people are so afraid of that. And, you know, it's the high from cannabis can be a whole number of things. You know, it can be creativity. It can be um, thoughtfulness. It can be focus. It can be the giggles. And um, I always say, what's wrong with a little bit of happy... Man, this planet is rough right now. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of negative attitude. We've got to turn it around and turn that frown upside down and start smiling more at people and listening more to people. I read something on Facebook the other day. Someone was upset because somebody else had judged them for still being friends with somebody of the opposite political view of them. And this person was like, seriously? What year is this? You know, we need to have everybody in our life. We balance each other out. And just because we don't have the same political, spiritual emotional, economical views doesn't mean you can't still, you know, love somebody and talk to them and have them in your life. And it was a really great little little piece that he wrote. And I just thought that was, you know, you've got to be aware of what's going on in the world. Even if you don't like the president right now, you should all, you know, probably, I mean, I shit on the should, people say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you guys are a little late. What are you doing, Bongworth back there? But we should check out what he has to say in the state of the union address. He's the president, you know. Um, a lot of people boycotted it. I think it's just more important to be educated than than not. So, you know, do your education. You know, I, I keep saying this. Someone brought a little constitution book into us when we first started, and they said, here, you don't know your rights? You don't have any. He was, of course, talking about our fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment rights if we ever got pulled over by a cop. But nonetheless, <laughs> you should know them all. All right, so we are... Um, where are we say Wednesday? Call in 646-915-8421. You can blog. You can go online. You can just stick us on speaker if you don't want to chat or you just want to listen in. Um, but you can uh, go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and get to the radio section there. And if you click that first picture, you'll get right to the show. You can get to past episodes. We're also on Facebook. Um, and we're on Facebook at uh, THCAZ. So Facebook slash THC. AZ. I think I actually did that one right. Um, I'm not very good. <laughs> I thought I was better at computers than I am. <laughs> I'm not. I find posts from people I'm supposed to get daily, like six weeks ago. In fact, I can't even find a post that I posted um, just this morning. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah, well, that's the way I, I go on Facebook so or on the computer at any rate. I'm lucky if I can get anything saved uh, to anywhere. Um, yeah, face, yeah, Facebook has some polarizing effects that you don't respond to a like if you agree either way you make a statement. That's true. 
it's really hard these days because you can't even breathe without people going, oh, I saw that, you know, and they're like, really? Well, we're breathing. We're doing bong hits. Come on. Um, you know, it was funny. It it reminds me of growing up in school. I always got in trouble, yes, hence the nickname trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble for talking. Oh, so show. I have a radio show. Um, and But I got in trouble for talking to not just, you know, my best friend group, but I talked to everybody. I talked to anybody. I talked to the teachers. I talked to the janitors. I talked to the football players. I talked to the uh, the geeks, to the cheerleaders, to the people just wandering around like myself. I, you know, I, I didn't see that there was anything that separated us that I couldn't say hello or good morning to somebody without, with being, I didn't feel like, you know, that, you know, I just didn't judge anybody for what group they belonged to. And I didn't belong to a group. So I just figured I wasn't judged. And so (laughs) I always got in trouble for talking to everybody. And I think everybody should talk to everybody and we should listen. Most importantly, oh my gosh, please, 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 please listen. It's frustrating. um, You know, when, when you're trying to explain a very important, uh, medical process for people and, and they're so caught up in what's going on and we understand that you know you know people come to us sick and they're in pain and this is sometimes their last option we get that oh boy do we get that and that's why we're here and almost we're, we're we've rounded into our we're going to be seven this year <laughs> Woo-hoo! Um, and we're here to do service for you to help you get your medical marijuana card so take the time to just Take a deep breath and listen to what is going on, what we have to tell you about instructions and when you get your card and how the process goes because it is a process. Uh, It's the state of Arizona, uh, and they require certain things. So we're going to tell you right now um, what qualifies and what what is required, and we'll we'll get into reading this article soon here, or the initiative soon. Um, They only allow for certain things. Every state that has a medical program has different conditions. Now, California is pretty lenient. You can go get a card for pretty much anything, um, I will say. It's, you know, hopefully their doctors have gotten better, but, you know, there's – I was in and out in, like, literally less than three minutes in my doctor's visit. And that, you know, he asked me what my uh, my blood pressure usually was and just wrote that down. And, you know, there was – yeah. Anyway, so I think our program is pretty good. It covers a lot. And what it doesn't cover, it covers uh, the coverage up. So you'll get this when I explain that in a second. It'll get clear. What medical conditions will qualify you for a medical marijuana card? And this you can find at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease. So that's basically all the symptoms of Alzheimer's. Anything agitating an Alzheimer's patient there you go. Um, and this is where I'm talking about this whole upside-down sentence. A chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition, and right here, or the treatment for a chronic or a debilitating disease or medical condition that causes. So if you have a disease or if you're being treated and your treatment, i.e. the medication, uh, whatever it is that is, is causing wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis, MS. So we get um, Parkinson's patients, patients with tremors, patients with leg cramps. See, I'm going here. Um, Persistent muscle spasms. That can be a whole host of things. Um, Cachexia or wasting syndrome, nausea. So if if you're suffering from cancer, um, or anything, and it caused in the treatment, the medication that you're using causes any of this stuff, nausea, nausea headaches, seizures, pain, um, wasting syndrome. Because a lot of times people come to us because they do want marijuana so they can eat because the medications that they're on just makes them so sick that A, they're getting sick, and B, they're nauseous, so they just don't even want to eat. So they're losing weight. Cannabis is very helpful for all of that. Um, and for Alzheimer's patients, this is particularly interesting, um, and it, this, this does this for other uh, conditions you have too, but for, for Alzheimer's, the dementia patients, things like that, cannabis has the ability to eat away the plaque that is blocking that connection that you have that's causing you the inability to remember where your keys are or to remember that it's not safe to eat 
plastic or whatever, you know, it's uh, cannabis is more than just getting high, which is why we're going to do, you know, put post some research about THC, the other benefits that uh, it has other than the euphoric feeling, which is a great thing. Jeez, people are in pain, you know, who wants to be in pain? Like I said, what's wrong with a little bit of happy? It's crazy time. So right now, 249 gets you everything. It gets you a visit with the doctor. It gets your state fee paid for. It gets your picture taken and all your stuff processed. Uh, and get your card in the mail. Um, so it's a simple process. If you're on food stamps, it's $174. Uh, you get $75 off. You have to have your card with your name on it imprinted just like it would be a credit card. Now it's printed in white block letters. Uh, before it was printed like a credit card and it and it uh, actually blended in with the view of the credit card of the card itself so you couldn't really see it. So now they've changed that. But if you are a recipient of SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, um, go down. If your card doesn't have your name on it, spend five bucks, ask them to put your name on it. Why they charge five dollars? Well, it's for actually, you know, processing of the card to get that. So it's just five bucks. That's pretty good, actually. So go down, get your name on your card, and then use that to save seventy-five dollars. And uh, we're hoping this bill, SB fourteen twenty, passes so that we can get those fees lowered to one hundred and fifty dollars, maybe even zero at some point. Because, like I said, yeah, you know, we don't think it's fair. If the other programs, you know, you don't have to have a morphine card. Um, and if you bring your paperwork let's say your doctor is so awesome and they sign it for you and they fill out the state paperwork for you we'll process it for $35 just come on down and we'll take your picture and fill out all that uh, computer state paperwork there are a lot of um, older people in the program that don't want to play with computers um, and we totally get that so um, come on down it really is a simple process and um, we'll get you certified we are at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, Tucson, Arizona. Um, and when you apply for a lost card, here's a good question. It's only $10 to, to replace a lost or stolen card. Hopefully it doesn't get stolen. But um, it, usually once you apply for the card, it, it can take up to two weeks again. I, I literally had, I spoke, well, spoke, I instant message. Did you know you can instant message the state of Arizona? Oh, they're going to hate me for this. I'm going to actually put that page up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put that on our blog right here. I'm going to tell you how you can chat with them on a daily basis to find out what's going on with your own card. There it is. Boom. Click that link. Right there it goes to the Arizona Department of Health Services Medical Marijuana Department. And if you scroll all the way down, um, they're not online right now, but there's a little grayed out section that turns huh, green when it's online. And it says live support. If you click there, you can actually talk to them um, Monday through Friday. Uh, I believe their hours are 9 to 5, so you can chat with them. And um, you can find out what's going on with your card, where it is, uh, if they have the right address, um, all that good stuff. It's a good – they've got a really good frequently asked questions um, section, um, and it's uh, they've got everything from cultivation to – they have a cultivation boundary check. So if you want to find out if you do live 25 miles away from a dispensary, um, you can check that out. They have fingerprinting procedures because if you want to become somebody's caregiver, let's say they don't want to go to a dispensary or cannot physically go to one and would rather not have somebody deliver medicine, um, you can actually sign up to be somebody's caregiver. It does cost $200. You do need two sets of fingerprints. But it's worth it for both of you if it makes you feel better. So that's those are just some options there. Um, and basically, that's about it with the state of Arizona. It's a simple process. But if you have any one of those ailments from that we just read off that list from the Tumbleweed Health Center website. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. 
Uh, you can email thctucson at gmail.com. If you go online, you can blog us right here. I believe there are links to our emails online as well. Um, and it's just um, go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. It's a cool website. And this is also a cool thing. Puff, 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 Like what up, I got some good pot I'm just pumped up, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in my fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stone-ass donkey Rolling in hella hot, looking like it's super time Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries Draped in the smuggy with my girl sitting next to me Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of ice tea But shit, it was 99 cents I'll be blazing and smoking it About to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those Cracker Jacks Reese's Pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda Pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys Yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa Can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's And then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. Welcome back to Wednesday, Wednesday. Did it again. Caught me in the tail end of the bomb. Yeah, you guys are so well this morning. I was on the break trying to find a list of um, other things that THC is good for. Anti-nausea, um, all sorts of things. I'll only have that list for you next week, though. I promise that one. Because um, we've got some, <clears throat> got some really great charts at Tumbleweed Health Center. If you want to come on down and just get educated telling you folks it's the most important thing to do. Um, all right. So I know we haven't gotten to the initiative yet. Um, and I still got, I want to read some of this cool magazine too. So um, let's, uh, let's read a little bit of the initiative now. We can 
start where we left off, which was we were in definitions of um, section six, and it's section 36-2501 Arizona Revised Statutes is amended to read 36-2501 definitions. Um, We went through this part already, but it all, no, we're on page 11. Okay, page 11 for you folks that are following along out there. Um, this is the Safer Arizona initiative that they are trying to get in the ballot <clears throat> for this year. Uh, A, in this chapter, unless the context otherwise requires one, quote, board, quote, means the Arizona State Board of Pharmacy. And then they've crossed out two A, B, and C which referred to cannabis, marijuana, and all parts in every compound. Um, they, and they went right to controlled substance number two. They replaced means a drug, substance, or immediate uh, precursor in schedules one through five of article two of this chapter. Uh, three, department means the Department of Public Safety. Um, four, Oh, yeah. Four, drug-dependent person means a person who is using a controlled substance and who is in a state of psychic or physical dependence, or both arising from the use of that substance on a continuous basis. Drug dependence is characterized by behavioral and other responses, which include a strong compulsion to take the substance on a continuing basis in order to experience its psychic effects or to avoid the discomfort caused by its absence. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, five. Drug Enforcement Administration means the Drug Enforcement Administration of the Department of Justice of the United States or its successor agency. Six, immediate precursor means a substance which the board has found to be and by rule designates as being the principal compound commonly used or produced primarily for use and which is an immediate chemical intermediary used or likely to be used in the manufacture of a controlled substance, the control of which is necessary to prevent curtail, or limit manufacture. Okay. Seven, narcotic drug, quote, means um, any of the following, whether produced directly or indirectly by extraction from substances of vegetable origin or independently by means of chemical synthesis or by a combination of extraction and chemical synthesis. A, opium and opiate and any salt compound derivation or preparation of opium or opiate. Uh, B, any salt compound isomer derivative or preparation which is chemically equivalent or identical with any of the substances referred to in uh, subdivision A of the paragraph but not including the isoquinoline alkaloids of opium. C, opium, poppy, and poppy straw. D, cocoa leaves and any salt compound derivation preparation of cocoa leaves including cocaine and its optical isomers and any salt uh, compound derivation preparation which is chemically equivalent or identical with any of these substances but not including decoconized cocoa leaves or extractions of cocoa leaves which do not contain cocaine or echogynine however you say that Eight, opiate means any substance having an addiction-forming or addiction-sustaining liability similar to morphine or being capable of conversion into a drug having addiction-forming or addiction-sustaining liability. And the addiction-forming and addiction-sustaining, that is one word, addiction-forming. Okay. It does not include the dextroritary isomer of Three, methyl, uh, methylmorphinan and its salt. It does include its racemic and laboratory forms. Um, nine, opium poppy means the plant of the genus Papaver except its seeds. Uh, ten, poppy straw means all parts except the seeds of the opium poppy after mowing. After mowing. Okay. Eleven, production means the manufacture, planting, cultivating, uh, growing or harvesting of a controlled substance. <clears throat> Twelve, registrant means a person 
registered under the provisions of the Federal Controlled Substances Act. 13, a Schedule I controlled substance means the controlled substance is identified, defined, or listed in Section 36, uh, 2512. Uh, and it goes on to to say that that for the following for schedule one, two, three, four, five, they're listed subsequently up to 36, 25, 16, scientific, 18, scientific purpose means research, teaching, or chemical analysis. Alrighty. Um, state, number 19, state means when applied to a part of the United States, means any state, district, commonwealth, territory, or insular possession of the United States and any area subject to the legal authority of the United States of America. B, words or phrases in this chapter, if not defined in subsection A of this section, have the definitions given them in Title 32, Chapter 18, Article 1, unless the context otherwise requires. Now we're on Section 7, and this is a huge drug list, again, that we're not going to read. But Section 736-2512, Arizona Revised Statutes, is amended to read 36-2512, Substances in Schedule 1. A, the following controlled substances, unless specifically accepted, are included in Schedule 1. Number 1, any of the following, including opiates in their isomers, esters, ethers, salts, salt of isomers, esters, and ethers, unless specifically accepted, whenever the existence of these isomers, esters, ethers, and salts is possible with the specific chemical designation. And it goes on from one acetyl alpha methyl fentanyl all the way down to uh, triple C, um, triepridine, to any of the following opium derivatives and their salt isomers and salts of isomers unless specifically accepted whenever the existence of these salts of isomers and salts of isomers is possible with the specific chemical de designation. It goes A from A acetophine, acetorphine, all the way <laughs> to W, which is the bacon. Now, I'm sure it's not pronounced that way, but it's maybe it's Fabicon, but if you read it, it just looks like the bacon. Uh, see, yeah, you guys are so slow this morning. Uh, you guys sleeping in there? Uh, see, no, three, number three. Any material, compound, mixture, or preparation that contains any quality of the following hallucinogenic substances in their salts and isomers and salts of isomers, except listed and etc. Uh, A, alpha ethyl tritiamine, A E T. And that goes all the way down to they've crossed a bunch out and gone to double V, which is uh, four bro oh, no, two dash four bromo two Um So there's a lot in this initiative about these very 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 specific drugs other than cannabis, which is what we're going to talk to say for Arizona and Tom, uh, Attorney Tom Dean and others that wrote this about why this is all written in here. Any material for, um, and it goes on, here's another whole list of, uh, same thing, any material compound mixture preparation which contains in any quantity of cannabimetic substances in their salts, isomers, uh, whether optical, positional, geometric, and salts of isomers unless specifically accepted whenever the existence of such salts, isomers, and salts of isomers is possible with a specific chemical designation. For the purpose of this subdivision, cannabimimetic substances means any substance with the following structural classes. So here they're going into three hydroxys, et cetera, et cetera. You can read along with us. I'm not going to read all those. And we're on page 13, number five. Any of the following substances having a depressant effect on the central nervous system, including their salts, um, starts with uh, mecloqualone, uh, yeah, and methoqualone, and then C, gamma-hydroxybutyric acid, and any of those salts. Um, let's see. There's a whole list of names again, esters and salts, Okay, seven, 
again, any of the following stimulants, including themselves, whole huge list, goes all the way down to B. The board may accept by rule and compound mixture of preparation containing any substance listed in this section from the application of all or any part of this chapter if the compound mixture or preparation contains one or more active medicinal ingredients and if the mixtures are included therein in combinations, quantity, proportion, or concentration that um, vitates the potential for abuse. Okay. And then eight, effective date, the act shall be effective immediately upon voter approval. So there you have it, folks. In most of its entirety, um, I'm I'm kind of speechless as to we're going to we're to how to even um, analyze this thing here. So <clears throat> we're not going to do this in the moment. We're going to wait till Cannabis Kid gets back, and then we're going to have a discussion, hopefully, with some bloggers out there who have also read it. And um, it, again, it just seems a little uh, a little cloudy. Seems like there are a lot of things in there. I'm not sure why they're in there. Um, but that's okay. We're going to get clarification from the very folks that wrote it. We wanted to finish it before uh, they came on air, but Safer Arizona will come on air uh, and hopefully with Attorney Tom Dean to answer our questions for us about that. So let's just read a little bit about, uh, this is from Newsweek. This is a special, special edition. It's a black cover with a giant, beautiful butt on top. So if you can grab that one, do so. It's, it's on the stand. But if you want, there you can order some special editions on back order online, too. All right. There's a picture of different strains on the back, and one of them is Velvet Elvis. I like it. Imperial Kush. Very beautiful. Okay. The Planet on Pot, it says. This is page 60, if you actually happen to have this. Um, this is the, our Planet on Pot, which would be a really good thing. All right. And it is a good thing. It's happening. The U.S. is hardly the only country re-examining its relationship with cannabis. Across the globe, a curious cannabis scholar is likely is as likely as not to find a country where cannabis has, for better or worse, been in the news in 2017. From nearby Canada, seeking to become the second country to legalize cannabis outright, to the Philippines, where cannabis use could just as easily lead to the uh, morgue as the candy aisle. It's a brave new world out there for our buds. That's right. It is a great new world for our buddy. Get out there, Mary Jane. Check it out. Uruguay. Back in 2014, Uruguay became the first nation to legalize cannabis for recreational purposes. But it took until 2017 when pharmacists were given the go-ahead to sell in their stores for legal sales to be effectively implemented. Uh, business was uh, booming in the summer of 2017 until U.S.-based banks, including Bank of America, threatened to stop doing business with the with any Uruguayan banks that had dealings with the cannabis business. As of press time, Uruguay's legal sales remain in the U.S. based pickle. Wow. Bank of America? What the hell? That's it. You know what? Whatever. They're going to turn around and say, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Give us all your billions and trillions of dollars. Jeez. Um, Canada, eh? After being elected to his country's highest office on a progressive platform that included full cannabis legalization, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been accused uh, by legalization advocates of dragging his feet on the issue. With Canada's legal market finally set to open in 2018, it will largely be up to the individual Canadian provinces to work out their specific regulations on cannabis. But for the federal apparatus part, Trudeau's government has yet to reveal the exact start date for medical cannabis, causing some trepidation among those waiting patiently for the market to open. The Philippines. What time we got here? Uh, President Rodrigo Duterte, who ran on a platform that included a promise to wage war on illegal drug users, has delivered on that promise. A year after his election, Newsweek reported 7,000 Filipinos had been killed in uh, Duterte's purge which included both sellers and users of any illegal drug. However, September 2017 saw a surprising turn when uh, Duterte's approval, the Philippine legislation took the first step towards legalizing cannabis for medical use. The proposed bill would, however, still forbid cannabis in its raw, smoked form. Those laws are always interesting to me because there are so many studies showing that it's not, it doesn't cause the harm. Uh, that people think it is, and you so cannot compare it to cigarettes because 
like we've said before, average cannabis user, not even a joint would be a gram if you were lucky. It should be a half gram these days at the century. But even if it's a half gram, um, you could take a couple of hits of that and set it down. You could you can make that last a day or two. Uh, a, a cigarette smoker, a cigarette is one gram. There's 20 in a pack. And your average smoker is a pack-a-day smoker. So you do that, 20 grams of, you know, uh, tobacco that's filled with chemical and other bad things. So there we go. You do the math. Catalonia. When the autonomous government of the region of Catalonia legalized cannabis for recreational use in June, it was largely a symbolic gesture. The authorities of the Spanish government had not legalized cannabis, so actually implementing a legal marketplace would have been a bureaucratic nightmare. In October, however, Catalonia declared independence from Spain, sparking uh, a conflict that has that, as of press time, has seen the Catalonian government outlawed and forced into exile in Belgium. Meanwhile, Barcelona is still the most cannabis-friendly city in Europe after Amsterdam. Wow. Portugal. Portugal. Since 2001, recreational drugs have been decriminalized in Portugal. And much to the chagrin of drug uh, warriors around the world, the proverbial skies had not fallen (laughs) in Lisbon. Though cannabis remains illegal, anyone caught with a 10-day supply or less is referred to a panel consisting of a lawyer, a medical professional and a social worker determine if treatment is needed or if the user will simply go free. Um, I, there needs to be some side of, I don't know, I need a sound effect for that. I can't even think on that one. <laughs> I want to know what a 10-day supply is um, because, you know, it's going to be different for different people. What if they're juicing it? They could have, like, they have a lot of plants for a 10-day supply. All right, Saudi Arabia. Everyone's different, folks. Not only does cannabis remain illegal in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, as it does in much of the Middle East, but the punishments for those found with any significant amount are harsh. I thought that hash. No, no. Harsh. In September 2016, a Saudi man was sentenced to 15 years in jail and a flogging consisting of 1,500 lashes for attempting to smuggle cannabis into a prison. In January 2017, a man found with more than 100 pounds of cannabis was sentenced to 10 years and 1,200 lashes. Wow, that's pretty barbaric. All right, there you go, Saudi Arabia. Don't do it. United Kingdom, when entrepreneur Saul Kay began promoting London's first cannabis business conference in 2017, many thought it was an odd choice because cannabis remains illegal in the UK. But Kay was confident telling the Telegraph that if cannabis wasn't legal and regulated in the UK in two years, he'd retire, quote. As the medical industry in the UK expands, the NHS is becoming more open to prescribing cannabis, highlighted by the controversial case of 11-year-old epilepsy patient Billy Caldwell. Firms based in the UK, like GW Pharmaceuticals, can make a big splash in the industry uh, should large-scale change occur. And Lesotho, the tiny landlocked nation, is already one of the most cannabis-reliant in Africa, sending most of its massive crop to neighboring South Africa. But the country, where the UN reported cannabis is grown almost everywhere, quote, is now at the forefront of the African legalization movement, thanks to the government's decision to award its first official cultivation and sale license. This will allow a Lesotho-based grower to grow cannabis for South African medical firms. Uh, the existing network of Lesotho farmers and dealers, however, remain largely unchanged by the news. Well, so there you have it. There's a little bit about what's going on around the world. The world at large. Very interesting, man. Saudi Arabia do not want to get caught <laughs> with cannabis. Um, yeah, you know, countries that legalize all drugs, people, you know, put, put their nose up to it. And um, you really can't because they did it uh, for the reason of health care. And okay, so you go, what? what? What would you even consider that? So, Here's the deal. If you get caught with cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever pot, whatever you want to call it, you're going to go to jail in most places, you know, that don't have medical programs or recreational programs now. Um, instead of getting treatment, you know, because a lot of people that um, use heroin and, uh, and these large, you know, the heavier drugs get busted and they send them to jail, well, the places that have legalized heroin and cocaine and all drugs, they do so in a manner so that uh, if 
if people are caught using it in harmful ways for, you know, them and people around them, they can go to treatment and they can get help for that. And they find that um, most people don't really want to be on the drugs anyway. They're addicted for whatever reason or another. And that the, you know, the allure of a black market, you know, using something illegal is, you know, it's kind of going away. So that game's gone, um, you know, and if you just make it real for some people that, you know, some people use it. Uh, they, they've used mushrooms for medical reasons. Um, they're finding all sorts of um, plant-based uh, medical healings out there that they've been around for thousands of years, but they're just, you know, they're re-examining them, as, as we would say out there. Um, and they're taking a look at other options because our country consumes the most pharmaceuticals on the planet, I believe. That was the statistic that we last heard. Really really sad because they got us addicted and now our government you know at least here in Arizona they're passing laws where you can't prescribe more than a five day supply of medicine for people on prescriptions and that's messing everybody up um, boy are those waiting rooms just going to be packed every every day every five days every single day it's going to be crazy so you know take care of your body get out there work out do some reading do some listening listen to books on tapes you don't read um Go and have a conversation with your friends. Go sit down and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a cup of water or whatever you're into. Have a cup of tea. And just sit down and, and chat with people face-to-face. Put your phone down, especially if you're sitting with Stevie Nicks. She will get you. Just <laughs> makes me love you. Woo-hoo, a rock and roll. Um, because marijuana, when she smokes pot, it's her one tiny little thing, she says, that helps her be creative when she goes to write her songs. So see, it's used for all sorts of stuff. Um, and uh, what's wrong with a little bit of happy? You love it. So there you go. Um, go to Tumbleweed Health Center. Go to TumbleweedHealthCenter.com. Check it out. Come in and get certified, folks. Uh, it's a painless process. We have awesome doctors and incredible staff down there to help you with everything. If anything goes wrong, don't panic. Just uh, give us a shout-out. Give us a call. But everything usually goes right down there. So we've got amazing accessories, um, a lot of handmade, really unique items. We've got we've got pipes that have octopus on them holding sharks with um, all barnacles and fish swimming around them. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. We have a dab rig that's an owl, it's a tree with owls all over. I mean, it's just incredible. We look, it's, it's art, really. A lot of people buy these items and these pieces, and they just, they tell us they go home and they put them on their shelf and they just look at them. They're just beautiful. But you can actually smoke out of them, too, which is fantastic. And they're always at good prices. Come on down for the next week. We have a sale on CBD products. You heard that right. Mention this ad for 10% off your CBD items uh, good for everything that you can get approved for from the state of Arizona, from migraines to fibromyalgia, um, cancer, glaucoma, Crohn's, uh, all the stuff that's listed on the uh, Arizona State website and our, our website. Check it out, com. And next week, we are hoping to have Cannabis Kid back. Yes, it is that time. We're going to talk about the initiative. We're going to read more from... Um, Newsweek because they've uh, they've got some really great articles about what to what to look for ahead in the in the near green future. We love it. And um, in closing, you guys are awesome. Thanks for being here every week. And um, most important thing is always to stay educated. And uh, so always remember: be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Go out and eat some cannabis. Safety.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.